As of September 17, 2020, the North Complex fires have burned over 273,000 acres across California. Today, we look at the West Zone, which entails Butte County and the neighboring areas. This specific section of the fire accredited to 770,600 acres and 15 deaths as of 3 p.m. You're listening to the Orion Weekly, a podcast created by Chico State's independent student-run news source. Every week, we share a recap of the most meaningful events that occurred. My name is Julian Mendoza, and I'm the multimedia editor of the Orion, and I'm here with Kimberly Morales, Matthew Reedon, and Chloe Curtis. How's it going, guys? My name is Matthew Reedon. Um, I'm the sports editor for the Orion this semester. Uh, this is my second semester on the Orion. Um, my first semester was last in the spring. I was a staff writer, and now I'm the sports editor. Hi, I'm Chloe Curtis. I'm the editor-in-chief of the Orion. This is my third semester working with everyone, and before that, I worked as a copy editor. I'm Kimberly Morales. I'm the news editor for the Orion. This is my third semester here after spending two semesters of news reporting. Awesome. As of the time of recording this, over 273,000 acres are burning at 36% containment going on in Butte, Loomis, and Yuba. The death toll is 15. One person is currently missing. Over 600 structures are destroyed. The air quality in Butte County has been terrible. And in total, more than 3.3 million acres have burned in California since August 15th. So I'm pretty, I think everybody here um, has been used to the California wildfires. Um, We've all grew, I imagine we all grew up here. Uh, And I know me and Chloe were here during the campfire. So you guys just want to talk about how it was like waking up last week on a Wednesday morning to only see the red sky and how that was like. For you what kind of thoughts were going through your guys' head? I usually get up pretty early on Wednesday mornings just for schoolwork and to work on things for the Orion and I woke up around like 6 or 7 a.m and I was like oh I have a couple more hours of sleep like I'll get up around 8 and then I remembered hitting my alarm at a different time just kind of you know half asleep and thinking it was still really early in the morning and then waking up at 10 after sleeping through a few of my alarms. And I was like, it's really dark. And it was just very reminiscent of the campfire because I remembered waking up in like the same color room, it being really dark outside, it feeling smoky in the house. And then of course, getting out of bed, it was just red outside. It was, you know, the second time in my life that I've seen a sky like that. So that was definitely, it was like a wave of deja vu in a lot of ways. I had a very similar experience to Chloe. I, uh, I spent last weekend back home in Marin County, and I decided to come back home last Tuesday. And when I stopped to get some gas, I noticed that the winds were just picking up really hard. And I didn't really think anything of it. I just thought like, oh, you know, some casual winds coming through. You know, didn't really think this would promote any fire activity. But then, yeah, I woke up Wednesday morning, and I was like, you know, my phone said 9 o'clock a.m., but it was pretty much black outside. It was black and orange. It was extremely weird. I was freaking out for a second. I had no idea what was going on. It was just a surreal experience, honestly. I remember before going to bed, the, the night before we woke up to orange skies, I remember hearing about the fires and I knew at that time that it was somewhat close to our area. It was in Butte County, or in fact, it was in Oroville. And therefore, some people that we knew were being affected by it. But personally, coming from Orange County, I've never had any experience with any wildfires. So I didn't really feel any imminent danger. But when I woke up on Wednesday morning and I noticed how different everything was from my normal life, 
like from orange sky to literally like ash raining down and I can't breathe, I realized that I kind of took a lot of things for granted and I kind of felt really bad the rest of the day. I've never had experiences and this is something that people are basically experiencing for the second time of their life. And I think it's uh, for some people, it's more than that, because um, I, you said this was your first time experiencing this, correct? Yeah. So it's because I think um, before we started this, uh, this uh, Zoom call, I mean, me and Chloe have both been, we were both here during the campfire. So it was kind of bringing back those memories, at least for me, it was. And I think Matt mentioned that um, at the community college he went to, it was bringing back similar uh, memories. On September 9th, Cal Fire held a virtual community meeting to discuss what was going on with the fires. Good evening, my name is Sang Kim, Deputy County Administrator with Butte County. I am currently filling the role as a Director of Emergency Operations Center for Butte County. Sadly, Butte County is no stranger to emergencies. And um, I would say that of the 58 counties in California, we are probably one of the most experienced EOCs and, and it's, it's sad to say that, but that's true. How true do you all think that is, just from our own experience in Chico State or just living in California in general? I think California in general is really affected by a lot of disasters like this. I mean, I've only ever grown up in California and moving to Northern California from initially growing up in SoCal most of my life has been a lot different weather-wise and in terms of scenery. So, I mean, in my two three years actually that I've been here um I've seen quite a few you know changes in the environment and this is the second big fire that I've I've experienced since being in college and unfortunately it was like this time rolling around and having a fire so close it was like okay I've been through this um before how can I prepare and I just remember waking up on that day with the red sky again, I was like, I'm going to get gas for my car this time because that was a mistake I made previously was not having a full tank of gas and everybody in Chico trying to fill up their cars when the campfire was going on. So I think as a community, we've all adjusted and that really changed a lot of our perspective on things. Um, so unfortunately, I think Butte County residents especially have gotten really used to harsh fire seasons. Yeah, I definitely agree with Chloe. I think that's something that not even saying Kim has brought up. I've heard Corey Honey, the sheriff of Butte County, he's brought up in a lot of his press conferences how Butte County has experienced this multiple times and that, you know, we just have to adjust and we have to get used to this. In terms of what saying Kim said, even though I haven't been living in Butte as long as everyone else has, I'd say that from what I've heard from like past stories from um, other publications, I've kind of seen how much Butte County has gone through. And it's kind of amazing to me, like besides these fires, I mean, we can't really ignore that we're going through a pandemic right now. But even before that, Butte County was even like um, suffering through like the Oroville Dam. So I think we are really experienced with this. So when he said that, what was the context behind that? was he talking at a press conference or did he just bring it up out of the blue? One of the speakers at the nightly community briefings that the county has been holding, um, they'll usually have a range of speakers that speak every night on, you know, different issues and different concerns that are going on in the community. And he was one of the speakers and one of the first community briefings. 
if I could just add one more thing, um, I'd say that if we're going back to the context of that quote, um, I believe this was the first night that they were holding their briefings for the fires. So I think this kind of introduction was almost kind of necessary for them to communicate to the community. Like, this is just like my personal opinion because um, like I, I remember one of the first things that I've noticed when it comes to like disasters is people like to refer to like Butte Strong and that was something that came after the fire. So I think that um, for them to kind of acknowledge like, hey, this is kind of like a hard time, but you know, this isn't something that um, we're new with. Um, this is something we've had to deal with before and this is something that we're gonna continue to deal with. I imagine all of us here are being pretty annoyed because not only do we have to all follow social distancing rules, which is a, a bit hard since most, from what we've seen, there are plenty of Chico State students that are, are not taking it seriously. We also have to be inside and we can't even exercise because of the uh, bad air quality. I know I can't run right now. I can't really bike as much as I want to because I attended a press conference last Thursday. And even though I wore N95 mask when I came back home, I just couldn't really breathe right for a day or two. Um, I, wondered, I was wondering if you guys were affected by that in a similar way. I mean, usually I like going on runs. I'm a pretty avid runner. Um, a five mile run is usually a great workout for me, but I haven't been doing that as often just because we have seen such poor weather conditions and smoke the last week, week and a half. So hopefully once all of that clears up and obviously thinking about families and residents getting back into their homes, um, it'll be in the near future. But as for right now, I don't mind staying inside. I'm just thankful that it seems like weather conditions and the plans that officials and firefighters have had in place are seeming to work and hopefully they're saving a lot of homes in the process. Uh, you know what, Julian, kind of like what you were saying, like um, I attended a press conference physically and I think like that was one of the times where the ash was a little bit heavier. And I think I remember after coming home, I don't know if it was that day or the day after I was like, I was feeling something like I, I was feeling like something like weird when I was breathing. And I think my first thought was like, is it ash? Like, or am I showing early signs of COVID? So I guess like that, those are my concerns right now. Like, I don't think that even, even when the smoke conditions get better, like I don't, I don't see myself going up. It's funny you mentioned it because my, my, I had the same thought process. I'm like, okay, so it's either ash or COVID or I'm just going crazy because like there's a lot of stuff going on right now, which is why I felt, you know, everybody here is getting affected by it in some way. Yeah, I mean, even staying inside has been difficult because I personally live somewhere that doesn't have an AC and so the air quality, I would remember a couple mornings waking up and leaving my room and, you know, my room being fine because, you know, I'd have a fan um, and then walking out of my room and just being like just hit and it just feeling like just like smelling smoky. Like I don't even know how else to describe it. Like it just smelled smoky in the house. Um, so I think that's also, you know, for people that unfortunately maybe don't have like air purifiers or an air conditioner, it's made sitting at home difficult, but obviously the conditions outside have been a lot worse. Matt, you got anything to say on that? Or? No, I, I agree with them. I, uh, I work at this deli called Spiteri, it's Spiteri, Spiteri's Deli on East Avenue. And thankfully, I don't have to do a lot of work outside, but uh, there's times where I'll have to go outside or, you know, crush some boxes or clean up outside. And I definitely felt, you know, I, the effects of like the smoke 
in the ash. Um, I come home from work and just feel a little out of it, a little out of breath, and it sucks. It's a horrible thing that we have to go through. Does anybody want to have any last comments they want to say for anybody who might be affected by this or any resources they'd like to plug in? I would just encourage people if, you know, if they want to figure, you know, see what's going on, you know, they do the Facebook live streams every single night at six o'clock. So I encourage people that want to learn more to check that out. Definitely. They bring in a bunch of different speakers and they do a great job of keeping us informed. Yeah. Going off of that, Cal Fire and Butte County have been doing really well at each of their community briefings. They've been taking, um, you know, community, the community's questions and then they have a lot of really great resources like Code Red, ButteCounty.net, which are great ways for people to stay up to date on what's going on for themselves and their family safety. Thank you for listening to this week's Orion Weekly Podcast. You can reach us at OrionManagingEditor at gmail.com if you have any questions, comments, or inquiries. Thank you for joining. Thank you.